0: RadioInfluence.com
1: Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Forking Around Town. I'm really excited for my guest today. He is all about food, as am I, and I would like to welcome Chef Keith Williamson.
0: Hey, thanks for having me, Trace.
1: You're welcome, Keith. Now, Keith and I have a lot in common. Well, first of all, we met working together at Dad's Restaurant in Tampa Bay, but Keith also spent some time in my hometown of San Francisco, so let's talk about that a little bit.
0: Uh, I, I did. I spent four years there in the in the Bay Area, and uh, boy, I'll tell you what, if, if you're a foodie and you like food... Uh, San Francisco is the place to be. Um, it, it's hard to get a bad meal there. There's so many great chefs that are out there and doing amazing cutting edge kind of stuff. So uh, the Bay Area is beautiful. It's just so expensive.
1: Trust me, I know. I, I go back whenever I can, and I'm always shocked at how much it is. And I don't, I still can't believe I lived there for so long on my own. It's crazy. Crazy. I guess when you're out there and you're just kind of in the middle of everything, you don't really think about it until you leave. And realize, and of course, those state taxes kill you.
0: Well, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I rented there, and that killed me when I rented. That was 20 some years ago. Um, but that's really where uh, I drew so much inspiration to uh, get in the field of being a chef. And um, that's actually where I, I, I fell in love uh, <clears throat> with the area, and I, I ended up leaving there with a mentor. Um, who was a man by the name of Modesto Lanzone. Um, I was uh, his chef for a short time, and he literally told me I didn't know enough about Italian food. So uh, he sent me to Italy to his friend's one Michelin star restaurant. One Michelin star. It was a one Michelin star uh, to go work. I was supposed to go for a month, and uh, I stayed for six months. And that was my path to many, many great inspirational years of being a chef in this industry.
1: What part of Italy were you in when you were there?
0: I was in the northern part. Um, it's a region called Liguria. Uh, it's probably about 20 minutes from Portofino, which is very famous. Uh, the part of the Italian Riviera, uh, Riviera, it's it's not far from the Cinque Terre. Um, it's, it's, it's an incredible place. The food, the cuisine there is amazing. Uh, they're known for their sweet basil, um, their pestos. Uh, the Ligurian region is, is where the mountains meet the sea. They literally go straight down to the ocean. Um, and to this day, uh, I still have a good friend in the chef uh, that trained me 20-some years ago in the Italian kitchen.
1: Oh, that's amazing. I've been to Italy twice in my life. The first time I went, I spent a month there. It was December of 99. Crazy. And I came back just before New Year's Eve. I wish I could have stayed there for, you know, to see the, you know, 2000 and all that. But I'll never forget it. And I still remember almost every dish that I ate when I was there. And I wish Instagram was around back in those days. So, yes, I'm dating myself. But I was spent most of the time in Rome. And then my cousin and I, we traveled by train. We went down to Napoli and then up to Venice. And, oh, my God, it was just an incredible trip.
0: Well, (laughs) you know, I I never really have heard anybody say, "Mm, I don't like Italian food.
1: I know someone Uh, who does. I'm not going to say her name because she's a friend of mine, but she's from another European country and she says food in Italy sucks is what she told me. I couldn't believe that. That's
0: that's just out of jealousy. (laughs) Um, The thing about Italian cuisine, um, it's so simple, but yet it's so sophisticated because in Italian culture and Italian food... Less is more. Um, as long as you have great quality ingredients and you understand technique, um, you can't go wrong. And uh, the Italian kitchen is full of that. Um, I, to this day, wanted to get back to that culture that I was experienced to and ended up in Sicily. And to this day, I have uh, a nice little piece of my paradise in Sicily. And I just fell in love with the country, the people. Uh, the food, the markets. Um, you know, you don't go and shop for a week at a time in, in a market in, in Italy or Sicily. You shop for the day. Mm-hmm. And the majority of your ingredients, um, it's, it's all about the terroir. They come from literally a 15 or 20 mile radius, mm-hmm. just like you hear the French say, the terroir of a wine. Mm-hmm. Well, it's all about the food there. And uh, some things will just never change, they're very stubborn. To how they make things, and they will never change. But yet, that's why so many years have gone by, and their food is amazing.
1: It really is. When you say stubborn, I laugh because you know I come from an Italian background, and my dad always calls me testadura, because <laughs> I am. I mean, I am stubborn with certain things that I do. So. Interesting interesting to say Sicily. I have a cousin who's originally from Pittsburgh. He married an Italian doctor and was living in Sicily for, gosh, I want to say five, six years. They just moved to Winter Park. So I haven't had a chance to catch up with him yet. But if I were to take him to any restaurant in Tampa Bay, where would you recommend that I take him? Because I get that question all the time.
0: In Tampa? Well, I...
1: Not necessarily Italian, but just something that you think. Because if they come over here to visit... Myself and my children. I want to take them somewhere and really just kind of. Sure. Them. Um,
0: you know, there, there's there's so many new restaurants to the area. I say new within a year or two that have been here. Um, you're always going to catch a great meal at the Rooster until um, Jeannie Paroli, who's been in Tampa forever uh, at Edison. Um, then you can have an incredible steak dinner at a place like Ocean Prime um, that has an amazing bar scene, uh, fresh bar program. Um, And their stakes are incredible. Um, The service is elevated um, and it's kind of a place to be seen um, with live music. Um, But there's so many places in Tampa. Our restaurant scene here has exploded. Um, It's exploded so much. It's so hard to get good quality help because the talent pool is less and less now because there's so many restaurants here. So I think we need more people to move here, yeah. without the traffic.
1: I'm trying. I'm trying to recruit some of my California friends to come out here. You know, I keep telling them, "You got to come to Tampa. You would love it." I have a good friend of mine. I mean, he just he loves beer, so he travels all around California visiting breweries. I'm like, "You need to come to Tampa and check out our beer scene out here." So, how now? How long have you been in Tampa?
0: Uh, 21 years now.
1: Okay, so you've got origin
0: originally from Philadelphia, went to the West Coast for four years. Then came down here. Um, Tampa Bay is just a beautiful area. We have beautiful beaches, great restaurant scene. Um, it, it's just a really nice place to if you want to raise a family. Um, it it's not just a bunch of old retired people that come here. Um, there's a there's a cool young hip kind of culture here. Yes, so
1: definitely they are. They are taking over. and I love it because every day i'm I'm exposed to new places. I feel like there's just not enough time to visit everything that I want to check out here. I still, I still feel like a tourist. I've been here since 2003. And it's funny because when I first moved here, I didn't like it. It was hard to come from the San Francisco Bay Area to Tampa. The weather was the main thing for me. I wasn't used to the humidity, and it drove me insane. And it took me probably six to seven years to really start to love Tampa. And now... I couldn't imagine going back to California. Wow, really? If I had the money, I would. But it's just, I look at, I look at things realistically, and it would just, it would just never, it would be hard unless I, I don't know, become a millionaire somehow. Well, it's you, crazy expensive.
0: You, you have children, so I have a a fourteen year old daughter, and for me to say, yeah, my daughter was born in Florida, is kind of, kind of hard to say in a way because I never thought I would be here this long. But yet I still find myself here 21 years later. And all of my family from the north, they love to come visit because it gets pretty cold up north, as you know.
1: Right, right. So, yeah, Philly, you know, I've only been to Philly once. Um, Anything you remember or recommend? Because I actually, my kids go every summer. Their dad is from New Jersey. So they go up there and then they go to Philly and they're kind of starting to get into the food scene.
0: There's a lot of big known chefs now in Philly. Not that there was before, but the the restaurant scene exploded, especially in downtown Philadelphia. Um, When I was a kid uh, going through culinary school, I went to the restaurant school in Philadelphia. And, you know, one of the great places during your break to go get lunch was the Reading Terminal. Um, They had the Amish with live chickens and beautiful rotisserie chicken and ice cream, and they had the... The pencil, Pennsylvania Dutch making pretzels to order. There would be a line around the building just trying to get in before they even opened to get a fresh pretzel that just came through the oven and then was brushed with butter. Oh, oh, it was incredible. And then there was a – I can't remember the name. There was another place called Denix that had this oh, – I, I I'll never forget the taste. It's this beautiful roasted pork sandwich that had this au jus on it that was covered with some garlic-scented broccolini. And it had big chunks of Parmesan cheese on it on a delicious Amoroso roll. I mean, that was my childhood. So I I grew up. That's a good childhood. (laughs) I grew up in South Philadelphia. So you know, we say it's not a sandwich unless it drips on you.
1: (laughs) Well, I have a question about Philly cheesesteaks because there's you know we have some out here in Tampa, which I know it's not the same. But what is the proper way to put together a Philly cheesesteak? Does the cheese go on the top or is it on the bottom or is it kind of mixed in? And if you can tell me about the whole cheese whiz.
0: Well, you versus know, versus provolone, cheese whiz is is uh, I, I don't know nuclear cheese. It looks weird, but usually that's slathered on the sides of the bun, which it has to be an Amoroso roll. Right. Amoroso rolls are are Philadelphia. Um, then again, if you don't want to do the cheese whiz, you say you know you get provolone or uh, American white uh, that goes on top, and then it's laid down into it. But the real thing is how you like your steak. Do you like it? whole and bigger chunks or do you like it kind of shredded thin i like it thinly that's the kind of thing the pats and gino's kind of you know duel of who likes their steak better so
1: okay it's interesting because my children's father is always correcting places when they make philly so i always wondered like what is the real way to serve a philly because i see the meat or the cheese on top of the meat and then i see it mixed in so i never know i've actually never made a cheesesteak sandwich before i should probably try it I, do, I mean, it's not that difficult. What have you been doing? I know, right? Well, it's just one of those things I don't think about making. I mean, when it's... My kids love Italian food. That's primarily what we eat at home. Lots of pasta. Speaking of which, have you ever heard of a place called Don Rigatoni's? I have. It, their pasta I, I, is pasta I haven't
0: been there, but I have. Uh, I love making pasta. I have my own pasta machine at home. Um, it, it's... It's actually it's so much fun, and it's it's also if you have children, it's something fun to get them involved with a pasta machine you can buy for sixty dollars. It's no, it's fun. I used to with my dad. Some egg yolks, flour, and uh, you know a little bit of salt, um, and you're good to go. But um, it's something really cool to do with your family if your if your children are into that. Um, It's a good way to spend time because uh, let's face it, you know most memories are made at the dinner table.
1: They are. They are. When I was growing up, you know, my dad, I mean, he was in the restaurant business when I was very young, and he eventually got out of it because of all the late night hours and everything. But he always put me to work in the kitchen. I mean, from six years old, he was like, all right, set the table. And then he started having me help him do stuff. And so from pasta to making bread, I mean, I think I did it all with him. And it's always it's a great memory. And I'm trying to pass that along to my kids. But nowadays, with technology, it's a little difficult. So I try. So tell me what's kind of next for you. I mean, I know you've been you've been in Tampa for a long time. I mean your your food is incredible. I had the privilege of seeing some of your work at your home with your friend was it Stefani? Stefani. Stefan, yeah. Stefan, sorry. He,
0: he he came in from uh Germany, uh and uh he, he's just at the top of his game and to uh to be able to uh bounce ideas off of each other and learn and see what kind of cuisine he does and he saw the kind of stuff that I do, um, and I'm fortunate enough to know you to be able to come over and take some pictures of that stuff. Um, it was a lot of work doing food at that kind of level, but uh, man, it's it's fun and it's it's uh, it's it's artwork. It, it so. was. I mean,
1: that's the first thought that came to mind was, "It's too pretty to eat." It's. I mean, it was art. It yeah, was, I, well, could, we, I could we never ate do it. that. We ate it though.
0: You did. Yeah, I'm trying
1: to remember everything. There was those little cones with the tuna. I think inside
0: yeah we we made some uh savory cones little miniature ice cream cones and we we filled some with some tuna tartare we did some with uh salmon mousse we did some with uh, uh parmesan mousse so we we did all kinds of decorative items and you you were there to take the pictures i appreciate that that's right so
1: and so you do a lot of you know catering private catering
0: i do you know right now the next phase of of my career uh I'm looking to break into, uh, the yacht industry. Um, I, I enjoy doing food on my terms, so to speak. You know, I don't, I don't like having a bunch of people around. I like, I like creating. Um, that's the part of the artistry that comes out in, in being a chef. Um, and I love the ocean. Uh, I've grew up in, you know, Philly going to the South Jersey shore fishing a lot. Um, so at this time uh, at this stage uh, I'm, I'm getting into uh, doing some freelance work on on yachts so I, I don't want to be at sea for for two or three months at a time my my wife would have no parts right. of that <laughs> um, and she's the boss so um, I, I'm looking to do that so uh, i'm I'm for hire so uh, if you have any, uh, callers that want to call in and 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 talk to you feel free to pass my information along um you know for day trips or you know a week or two at a time um to do events on on yachts
1: okay well actually how could someone reach you through email or instagram Uh, perhaps they
0: could they could do email it's k williamson chef at gmail.com um and again uh you know, I'm I'm kind of back and forth uh, from Tampa to Fort Lauderdale, which is kind of the main hub for a lot of these uh, large uh, yachts. But um, you know, I'm also available to do private events in people's homes. Um, I also I do some teaching as well. So some people like to get some, uh, you know, their girlfriends together or their buddies together and say, hey, let's, you know, let's do a kind of a teaching class. And, you know, I I bring all the ingredients and as long as they have a a workable area um, that we can teach people and educate and then, you know, you get to eat afterwards. So uh, it's a pretty good deal. So um, I, I just I love what I do and I'm passionate about it and I love just, you know, trying to share my knowledge with other people um, because food makes people happy.
1: It does. No, it does. So last question before we wrap up, when I say San Francisco, what's the first thing that comes to mind? acarello So you have to tell, I've, I've never went there.
0: Accarello, uh, maybe it was because I was a newlywed. I don't know. We went there, my wife and I, for our honeymoon. But uh, it's now a two or three Michelin star restaurant. Uh When I went there, it was the best dining experience I've ever had in my life. And I mean, the food, the service, um, I don't know, you know, I think subliminally, you ever see when you, you know, you take a sip of your water and you put it down and you may think like, hmm, I may need some water soon. It was like a ninja came out of the ceiling and they knew what I was thinking and and, and poured water in it and then they were gone. I I mean, it was just an amazing experience. Um, And the restaurant is still there. And it's still doing incredible stuff. Their food is amazing. Um, but that was just one of the best experience food-wise. But the other thing is my mentor, who was Modesto Lanzone. Um, he really took a chance in me, and he kind of took me under his wing and, and taught me what he knew about Italian food and gave me the opportunity. Um, and I'll never forget that.
1: Now, did he own a restaurant out there?
0: He did. He owned a restaurant called Enoteca Lanzone. It was right across the street. Uh, It was an opera plaza on Van S. It was right across the street from the famous Stars, which Jeremiah Tower was the chef
1: in the country
0: um, doing crazy stuff out there. If it was less expensive, I probably would have stayed out there. But um, the food scene is great. The the quality of, of food is amazing. Incredible chefs out there um, and great. It's a great city to just walk around and see and venture out and see new things.
1: Oh, absolutely. I can't wait to go back. There's a place I really want to eat at called Flower and Water. I kind of stalk them on Instagram. They have a lot of good food. Looks to be, <laughs> it looks really <laughs> delicious. Well, anyway, thank you so much, Keith. Um, I wish you all the best in your future endeavors. And Great.
0: Thanks for having me. It's no, great. You're
1: welcome. And I'm very honored to have, like, even have met you in Tampa. Just,
0: well, hey, I'm not going anywhere, so.
1: Well, I know, but still, you're just just—you're one of those people that I, I love staying in touch with you. Well, thank you so much for listening to Forking Around Town. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review my podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Play. And don't forget that a new episode comes out every Tuesday on RadioInfluence.com.
2: is an In the Trenches with Ian Beckles. Quick Fix on Radio Influence. The AAF was created and started uh, last weekend. It was a game on Saturday, and I watched the game again yesterday. I don't know whether it was live or not. I guess it doesn't really matter. It's only been a couple days, but I guess it's something like the XFL that you have to watch once, and then you might be all right. I watched it. I watched it Saturday. I even watched it again Sunday. It was two different teams. Uh, I saw Trent Richardson was on one team. That's a, a name that I recognize, an old the running back from the Colts, who was better looking physically than he was a running back. Other than that, there wasn't many names out there. The quality of football was yucky i mean if you if you think yucky football is better than no football then then we're fine but it's yucky football uh the uniforms were kind of awful to look at the first game i watched it was two blue teams and it just didn't work for me um what they're trying to get accomplished is they're trying to make the league interactive that's what they're trying to do they're trying to get gamblers to be gambling on what's happening during the game and that's really the only way it's going to make it In the Trenches with Ian Beckles can be found on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, and RadioInfluence.com.